हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू ऑल बुकड अप विद मी अनवेशा चक्रवर्ती गेट ऑल गियर अप टू जॉइन द रीडर्स क्लब एज यू आर अबाउट टू बी गाइडेड थ्रू योर रीडिंग एक्सपीरियंस एज वी हेल्प यू टू सिलेक्ट द मोस्ट अमेजिंग बुक्स दैट यू मस्ट हैव योर हैंड्स अपॉन राइट अवे हियर वी प्रोवाइड यू विद द बुक रिव्यूज दैट यू एब्सोल्युटली नीड बिफोर इन्वेस्टिंग योर टाइम ऑन अ बुक So without wasting any more time let's jump into the first episode of All Booked Up where we review Emily Bronze Wuthering Heights When I read Wuthering Heights for the first time in college I read it under the belief that it was a romantic love story and as such I hated it That's not to say that Wuthering Heights is not romantic or that people who enjoy reading it as a love story are wrong To an extent this is a book that wants to be read as a love story. Heathcliff and Cathy are elementally connected. They scream each other's names across the moors and it's all very wild and passionate. But I've never been able to root for the lovers to be happy. And when I try to read Wuthering Heights as though I should be rooting for them, I can't stand anything about the book. Heathcliff and Cathy are both such manifestly awful people. He tortures puppies and beasts, women and children. She plays elaborate integrational mind games that I want them together only so they will stop infecting themselves on their friends and relations out of spree spite. If Heathcliff and Cathy had the common decency to get married in volume 1 like they clearly wanted to they would have saved everyone around them a great deal of time and trouble for generations to come to appreciate the greatness of wuthering heights i had to stop trying to read it as a love story it's when i began to read it instead as a book of integrational abuse and how that abuse creates monsters that I started to understand why it's such a beloved book. Wuthering Heights is widely considered to be a romantic novel because of Heathcliff and Cathy. Their semi-insidious bond is the emotional core of the novel. The passage between them are forever throbbing with so much feeling that the only way for them to possibly express it is to refuse to marry and just spend their lives gazing longingly at each other across the moors while they ruin the lives of everyone around them. The nightmarish quality of the world around Cathy and Heathcliff seems to be almost a consequence of their violently passionate love. not the other way around and the pleasurable appeal of the fantasy that their love embodies of someone loving you so deeply that all they can do is burn down the world in response is hard to overstate but bront pays just as much attention to the nightmarish world around heathcliff and cathy as she does to their doomed passionate love and it's because of that attention that Heathcliff is also the central monster of Wuthering Heights. As part of his plan to wreak revenge against his abusive adoptive brother Hindley, Heathcliff manages to do the following over the course of the novel. He ruins Hindley, marries and abuses Cathy's sister-in-law, abuses the ensuing son, abuses Hindley's son, and then forces his own son to marry Cathy's daughter. Also he hangs a puppy with a handkerchief somewhere in there.
what makes Heathcliff psychologically compelling is that his monstrousness has a clear cause. He was abused by Hindley, whom he considered a brother for most of his childhood, and who forced him to live and work as a servant for the family as soon as he inherited the family home. It is Hindley's abuse that leads to Heathcliff's abuse, and Heathcliff in turn creates his son Linton, the cruelest and most selfish of the novel's youngster generation. It is only the capacity of Cathy's daughter, young Catherine, and Hindley's son, Hirton, to raise above the abuse shard upon them by the older generations that creates the possibility of redemption at the novel's end. As a portrait of the cycle of abuse, this is heady stuff. Wuthering Heights takes place in a vicious, brutal world, one in which casual inter-family violence is the norm, and it is clear-eyed about the emotional dynamics that builds such a world and allows it to flourish. But that world is a nightmare. It's an undeniably well-crafted nightmare of deep psychological resonance, and it is rich and immersive so that when you read it, you feel that you are trapped on the moves of there and people are screaming all around you. It's an incredible literary effect and Emily Bront was probably a genius to achieve it and holy God, I want no part of it. So here's to Emily Bront and the monumental achievement of a woman who left very little behind. Wuthering Heights is one of the only windows we have available to the interior life of its fiercely private author and it is a staggering accomplishment. Thank you for listening to the podcast with me, Anvesha Chakravarti. Stay tuned for more such reviews on some great engrossing books.